0: Hey, Dr. B's in (laughs) the house.
1: Oh,
0: hey,
1: hey, get it. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, my gosh. How you doing?
2: Doing good. How are you?
1: No, see, not how you doing. How you doing?
2: (laughs) Hey, man, hey, look, I'll leave that to you, okay? I I can't take all your quotes, okay?
1: I know, right, because you know, we you know, already had this conversation. And <laughs> you don't, don't want to put me in that place now, do you?
2: Hey, hey, we got to go there. We just got to go there.
1: <laughs> crazy now, but you know what? I just got word that it's official. I'll be coming to New York in June, so i am be in your neck of the
2: woods. Hey, sounds exciting <laughs> to me
1: yeah so i'm glad once again we're able to connect
2: absolutely man before we start this whole thing i just want to say thank you for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast i appreciate it
1: no i really appreciate you having me here like seriously you know i feel like we're like kindred kindred spirits you know how when you meet somebody you just know
2: you right
1: so thank you
2: and I can tell, man, it's a vibe. It's a vibe.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. And this podcast is going to be lit because I'm ready.
2: Uh, that's right, man. You gotta be SpongeBob. You gotta stay. I'm ready.
1: That's right. I got a smoothie on deck. You know, I told my neighbors I got something to do, so they 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 can go ahead and you know do their own thing and let me be for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a little be little busy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love where I live, you know, it's super active. Um, so you might hear the tamale lady. I got a tamale lady that you know rolls up around this time screaming tamale. Um, but she has bomb tamales.
2: (laughs) Nice, nice. That sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Whatever you want to talk about. We can talk about. I'm, I'm down. You know, I like impromptu. Let's just, let's just roll.
2: All right. So your first topic is talk about your life story and the challenges that you had to overcome.
1: Okay. First of all, you know, I have to write stuff down because, you know, good and well. Yep. You know how it is. You know, I used to be in the Air Force, and they said if if it's not written down, then it didn't happen. Right. Life story and challenges. Yep. Well, you know, I've had a lot of challenges, you know. I feel like my challenges started a long time ago. You know, a lot of things that I had to overcome, even as a child. You know, um, so I came from a background where I actually, you know, I used to be homeless with my mom when I was probably around two years old. My mother escaped an abusive relationship, and so she took myself and herself on a Greyhound bus and moved us all the way to um, California. You know, I'm from Wisconsin, for those of you who don't know, hey, I'm from, shout out to Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and so um, we moved from Wisconsin all the way to California because she she needed to get away from the situation that she was in. And at the time, you know, I tell this story a lot. I tell it in my book because it's really significant for me, even though I was at a su- such a young age. You know, I didn't even know that we were homeless at the time. You know, I thought we were just traveling, you know, and just experiencing something. Uh, a new place because my mother was always happy. My mother, a super positive person, never complained, never seen her complaining. And then we never slept outside. So I tell this story because of my mother's faith. It was my mother's faith and it was her tenacity and her her joy that actually helped me to to get through all of it. Like I said, I didn't even know we were homeless. So that's number one. I kind of like to start my story there um, oftentimes because really my mother's mindset was was mirrored to me when I was just a child. And it's, it's this type of mindset, this this joy and this tenacity and this, you know, the ability to be the alchemist and create lemons or create lemonade with lemons that I still have with me today to this very day. So, yeah, that was a challenge. And then when we moved back to Wisconsin, um, I remember experiencing abuse from the age of five to all the way to 15. And it happened uh, with the person that, you know, my mom was actually uh, dating at the time. Now, she didn't know that any of this abuse was going on. But, yeah, I remember experiencing this abuse and it was um, it was very challenging for me because it was during that time that when I was experiencing this abuse, I did not have a voice and I felt so stifled in being able to speak my truth. I kept I kept all these things to myself. until one day, I finally told uh, my abuser that this I could not do this anymore, that this was very unacceptable. And I remember that day very strongly standing up for myself. And I also remember telling my mother everything that had been going on. And I've been keeping that a secret for 10 years. So by the time I was 15 years old, it was just like, you know what? I I have to get myself out of this situation. I can't see my life continuing like this. I must find my voice. I must speak my truth now. And that is still significant to this day, which is why I like to tell that story, because it's about finding your voice, about speaking your truth. And this is something that still carries with me, you know, as a business owner. So that was super challenging. And then from that, you know, my mother, obviously, she left that relationship and ended up um, remarrying, actually, and found this beautiful man who I consider to be a father figure. Okay. Because he has earned that title of being a father figure. Shout out to you, dad. He is a um, Marine. I can't even say former Marine because once a Marine, always a Marine. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And also was a uh, Milwaukee police officer, retired Milwaukee police officer. He was in the army as well. He said he went to the army and then he, And then he got it right and went to the Marines. That's (laughs) that's, (laughs) uh, the man is a, a Vietnam veteran. Okay. So he has most certainly earned his stripes. So when he entered in my, into my life space, I was already, you know, a teenager. I'd already gone through so much. I'd already, you know, again, experienced a lot, but when I saw him and when I saw how how his life was, I said, oh, I'm really inspired by this man's life. And so that's what encouraged me actually to go into the Air Force, okay, um, and to become a a police officer myself. So I've been a police officer twice. I've been in two different academies, two federal academies, and graduated at the top 10% of my second federal academy, Nice. And this man uh, went to school and became a doctor. And I said, oh, I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> 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 you know, So I became, you know, I went to school forever. And then I ended up becoming Dr. B, got my doctorate in business. This man also uh, was a, a college professor. I said, oh, I want to do that, too. So I became a college professor. So you can see how. His influence has definitely, you know, kind of carved so many paths that I actually walked in. And I have a lot. I mean, I, I owe him a lot of credit just by just by simply him sp- being his true authentic self. It encouraged me. I didn't have I didn't have, um, you know, that type of human being in my life. But when he entered my life, it just kind of helped me realize what I wanted to do. Right. So, you know, I worked for the government for over 12 years at the same time while teaching, uh, taught at various campuses, various colleges um, for over seven years. And then, uh, you know, which was, there's a lot of challenges, of course, working for bureaucracies. But I tell you what, every challenge that I faced while working for the government was, was overcome. And every challenge that I've had in life has been overcome. And that's one thing that I want. The people who are listening to this podcast to to really understand whatever you're going through, let me tell you, it you can overcome that, and you don't have to be a victim, regardless of what your experience has been. You know, right. these some of these tragic things that I've talked about, etc. Like you know, uh, the abuse and 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 being homeless and things like that. These are things that actually I have learned to to i've realized that these are just this is a story this is not who you are you know you've had things happen to you yet that doesn't mean that that's who you are and at the same time you can allow these things to make you you can become the alchemist in your life space so again this concept of alchemy has always been around me since you know since i was born basically so fast forward i you know uh I decide that I need to do something different in my life. You know, I'm living in Wisconsin. I'm already I'm living on the side of town that I've always wanted to live on, which is the east side. Shout out to the east side of Milwaukee. Okay, Shout out to Milwaukee. <laughs> 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 you know, people don't like people. People don't talk about Milwaukee, but since the Bucks, you know, have been doing their thing, let me tell you, Milwaukee, Milwaukee has a lot of of, of beauty in it, and I need people to know that. So, right. Uh, so anyway, and everywhere you go, it's all about what you make of it. Anyway. So, I'm living on the east side of Milwaukee, and I'm you know, at the time I'd already left the government, I decided I was going to leave the government because my vision superseded where I was. I started my first company in 2007. Let me just backtrack a little bit,
2: okay? If
1: I, if if I may,
2: yes, go for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, if you don't mind,
2: go for it. <laughs>
1: i just need the people to understand that i started my business while i was in a dark place you understand yes ma'am hello i I feel i feel a preaching coming on
2: preach sister preach
1: okay because even though i was working for the government and even though i was working for the colleges and even though you know i had all these things going on and from the outside looking in everything was wonderful but let me tell you one day one day my lights got cut off and yeah my lights got cut off, My my and I was sitting in a dark place. And it was because a bill went unpaid. Right. And I was sitting in that dark place. I said, now, it's funny. Here I am with this this job and this, this, and this, that. But all of a sudden, my lights get cut off. And it was at that point that I said, you know what? I got to do something different. I got to do something different. I got to do something more than what I'm doing now. It can't just be me working for somebody else. And it can't just be me living paycheck to paycheck and this, that, and the other thing. I, this ain't it. This no. Ain't it. So I remember I got this letter in the mail and it was like, um, this company called Stores Online. I don't know if anybody remembers this company. I don't even know if this company exists anymore. <laughs> hmm. This was a hundred years ago, but the letter said, "Hey, business opportunity, and hey, we're having this luncheon and this, that, and the other thing, or this dinner or whatever." And I'm like, "Hey," at the time, I said, "You know what? I'm going to go to this because they're offering a free dinner." And at the time, when my lights were out, apparently, and I didn't know this, but apparently, you can't, you you can't cook. <laughs>
2: No, you can't. You need your electricity, man. (laughs) Can I just be real?
0: Yes. That's what you're here here for.
1: (laughs) Can I just be real? I need to tell the people where I've been. Go
0: for it.
1: So that they understand where I am and why I'm so elated to deliver this message that anything is possible and it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter. You can be in a dark place and it's in a dark place that your vision will come to you. You understand? So I went to this dinner because I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of eating bean burritos. (laughs) 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 Let me go ahead ahead and check out this place. And uh, plus, it's a business opportunity. Went to this place, found out about uh, e-commerce, found out about creating a store online. This was was like 100 years ago when e-commerce was still fairly new. So I said, well, let me go ahead and invest. Somehow I was able to invest in it. Don't ask me how, but I had the money to do it. I was able to get, I must've been able to get some sort of like a loan or something. But anyway, I was able to invest in this. And that's when I started my first company and it was in 2007. 2007, I started a tea and coffee company online. And let me tell you, did not sell a, a cup of tea did not sell a cup of coffee, okay, but learned how to drop ship, learned this concept of drop shipping, learned how to negotiate contracts, learned how to put a website together, learned how to do coding. There was so much that I learned in right. this in this particular venture. And that's another thing I want to point out. Sometimes you might go through challenges, but in these challenges, I'm telling you, you can learn something. So don't discount your challenges, that you experience. Don't say, "Hey, you know what? Why me?" But sometimes it's like, "Oh, why not me?" Because again, this is when you can you can also learn. You can learn in your challenges, and I learned a lot. Right. So it was at that time I said, "Okay, I didn't know I didn't know about uh um what do you call it? Search engine op- optimization. I didn't I didn't know about any of that, uh, and I, I started to learn more." as I made the mistakes. That's another thing people have to realize, you know, you can, you can either do nothing or either you can either do something, make mistakes along the way and self-correct. So I was right. able to do a lot of self-correcting. It was during this time I said, well, you know, this is not working for me, but this is a really good experience. And then I'd started, you know, for whatever reason I said, well, let me, do something else, even though let me, keep, let me keep this and let me see how this works, but let me get into something else. So somehow, way or another, I ended up starting this dance program at the job that I was working at. <laughs> and and I, just, I don't know how that came up. You know, I have a background in dancing and this, that, and other thing. But what I want to say is oftentimes we have skills that we don't realize that we have, and we can make money off of these skills, off of our skill set. Okay. And sometimes one, one thing in business might not work for you, but that doesn't mean that you can't do something else. It doesn't mean you can't try something else. Oftentimes we get stuck on one idea. And if this doesn't work, then we just forget about the whole thing. But see, when you're faced with challenges, you're also faced with opportunities. And somehow the opportunity came up for me to teach this dance class. And I think I just was created. I don't even know how it was created now. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna grow right where I'm planted. And that's another thing that I talk about in the book, which is called Expect Epping More, The Five Keys to Business Success for African American Women. You can find it on Amazon. Listen, what I learned was. Even though I was working in a dark place, I could make the most out of that dark place. And I can create an opportunity for myself right here in this dark place. So I created this program for employees. So after work, employees would come and they would take this dance class. And it got so popular that I ended up hiring somebody.
2: (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) While I was working for the government hiring somebody to help me, you know, um, with this, this venture. So, and then I also had like someone who came about and became a sponsor and I had giveaways that I would, you know, have at this, uh, particular dance class and it was super popular. Okay. So then I went from that. And of course I was certified. I became certified in Zumba at that time too, you know, Right. It's crazy. Just crazy. Just doing stuff. You You're know, doing
2: everything.
1: <laughs> just, just doing stuff. That's another thing I would encourage people to, to just do something. You know, people are often afraid. They got all these reasons why they don't want to try anything new. But you got to put yourself out there in order to experience success. You got to be willing to do something. Okay. You got to be willing to do something that you've never done before in order to receive the results that you've never seen before. Okay. Hello, somebody so i took my little self i got really successful at what i was doing the bit the uh exercise class was booming i said oh wow this is fantastic but then i said you know what there's something more for me and this is where i was getting to when i left the government my vision superseded where i was i started reading all these books um i started with the uh, books about the kabbalah i ended up manifesting um a, a mentor a Kabbalist mentor that taught me a lot about these mystery, this uh, mystery, which is the Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism. So I got into that and I said, hmm, fascinating. Some of the things that they were talking about in this book, and this is by Rav Berg, I think it's called, um, the one of the books is called the, um, what is it? Uh, the Energy of the Hebrew Letters. Um, Another book is called Kabbalah for the layman. I'm just throwing this out there because I always got a nasty book recommendation.
2: (laughs) There you go. My listeners, they listening, man.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you about what helped me to transform my life. And I'm telling you, you said talk about your life stories and talk about your challenges. So, hey. Go for it. So here we are. You know, I end up you know, uh, with this Kabbalah instructor. I end up learning more about myself. I end up learning more about these mysteries. And then I go on this silent retreat. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what happened. Oh. <laughs> I go Uh-oh. on this silent retreat somewhere in Wisconsin. Okay, wish I can remember the name of it, but you already, if you're listening, goddess, thank you for having the retreat. Amazing place. It was supposed to be other people, but it ends up being just me. Go to this woman's house, um, beautiful house, and I have this revelation. Have this dream while I'm there. There's a storm that comes through. This you can't make this up. Storm comes through at night, slamming doors, opening doors, slamming doors. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Want to run, but don't don't have a place to run to because I'm in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I have a dream that I'm on a swing, and I'm basically, I'm drinking, I'm drinking alcohol, which I don't drink in real life, but I'm on this swing and I'm drinking this alcohol to pacify myself. I don't want to be on the swing, but I'm on the swing, drinking alcohol to pass myself. Wake up from the dream. During breakfast was the only time I'm able to talk to the host, talk to the host about the dream. And she says, you know what that dream means? Cause I, you know, I didn't know. And right. I, I, she said, it means that you are, every time you say yes, and you mean no Like every time you say yes to the government And every time you say yes to all these assignments That you get and you mean no Then you're really prostituting your values mm. I said this lady's crazy
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like what are you talking about
1: This lady is crazy So long story short Okay which I'm lying Because you know I'm going to keep talking But
2: go, Hey I ain't stopping you <laughs>
1: Realize I'm prostituting my values Which is exactly what the dream was telling me Realize, I realized at that silent retreat That I, it was time for me to leave the government It was time for me to do something different So here I am, I go back to Milwaukee And I put in my notice And I think I put like a two month notice in Or something like that Like I wanted to give the people a lot of time you know, to find someone else. By this time, I worked in several government positions, okay, Uh, including federal police officer, including working in the file room, including HR, and by the time I left the government, I was working in the chief of staff's office, which was a super challenge working in all these departments for various reasons. I had to deal with all kinds of people that, you know, they had issues with their own self-esteem, you know, they had, right. they had issues, you know, when you work in the government system, it's it's very, there's a hierarchy, you know, there, there's a rank and, you know, certain people wear that rank as if that is who they are. And that's only because they don't know who they are. They don't know that they're beyond the rank. They don't know that they're a whole being, but some people, that's what they feel like they have to hold on to. And therefore, sometimes they... They try to you know speak down to you or talk to you in such a way just because you know they basically wear their rank on their sleeve, so to speak. So anyway, get back but at the same time I'm overcoming these challenges as well while I work for the government was constantly promoted and this that and the third, okay and, and did the most while working for the government. So I right. think that it's time for me to leave because my vision supersede It's it superseded where I was. And typically, you know you don't leave a government job. I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, uh you don't leave a government job because you know no. you get paid uh you got your pension, you got you know your leave, your sick leave, your this leave, your that leave, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's really comfortable. you basically stay there until you until you die until
2: you right. Die. <laughs> <laughs> they look at you like you ain't going nowhere.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> they look over and see a skeleton.
2: <laughs> but like, damn, they weren't kidding. She didn't leave.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Mm-mm. But one day. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to tell you that somebody literally, like, died. They found somebody dead at their desk at, the, at the place that I was <laughs> I don't- Man. Yeah, seriously. They died there. Oh, yes. Lord. Like, literally. So, but anyway, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But let me tell you, um... So I decided I was leaving the government, but I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I just knew that it was time for me to go. At the same time, I was already working for the college, you know, and doing my thing. There had several contracts with the college, not only taught, you know, um, but did a a hell of a lot of other things. Went back to the college, told them I was leaving the government. They're like, oh, okay, great. We're going to give you some more contracts. So, you know, of course I was advising at that time. Um, I also became the academic resource specialist, you know, and then I continued to advance in the college. Right. So I'm right. Looking at that. Um, and then one day I'm sitting in my car. I, just, I mean, there's just so much I got so, I, so much. But I got to tell you so that people really understand that dreams do come true, that when you have a vision, when you have a vision for your life, OK, don't discount that vision. Write it down, you know, because you never know. Eventually it's going to come to you, but you need to know know what you need to know what you want to do. You need to make the vision plain literally by writing it down. So I remember I was sitting in my car, minding my business, and then something hit me that I wanted to help women. It just hit me out of the blue. It said, you know what? I want to help women. I see myself having this conference for women. I just had this vision all of a sudden. It just came to me. I kid you not. And I saw myself helping women. I said, it's a holistic health company. It's a holistic health conference. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I have vendors and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And so the next thing I know, I had this holistic health conference in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, with over a hundred people, a hundred vendors, a fashion show, a keynote speaker, two key, two speakers. One of them was a uh, Dr. Joanne Cornwell, who actually, um, you know, she trademarked the Sister Lock system. Shout out to you. Came to came to my event as a speaker. I also had. At the time she went by Nubia, I came to the event as a keynote speaker all the way from California. I was able to hire these people, pay these people, and have them at my event. So I just want to say, I just, just put a note there. So I went from having no lights to having a conference downtown where i was able to pay keynote speakers to attend i went Mm. okay so what i'm telling you is again regardless of where you are in life regardless of what challenges you might be by the way my lights got turned back on obviously but regardless of what challenges that you're faced with know that this too shall pass and know there is always room for your vision and know that there is always more for you regardless of what you see in front of you. So I had this conference in Milwaukee, Wisconsin during a time where people, you know, people were suspicious about holistic health. You know, when I, they were like, holistic?
2: What type of health are we talking about here?
1: Uh, that's witchcraft.
2: Uh-huh. We don't got time for that Blair Witch stuff. Get it out of here. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. But I wanted to open people up to this. I wanted to open people up to meditation. I wanted to open people up to different concepts that they hadn't heard about. Because when I was teaching and I started teaching in my early 20s, I was lighting incense in in my class. I was having the students meditate. I was having the students look in the mirror and tell themselves that they love themselves. I was having the students read, um, Luis, hey, you can heal your life, okay? They told me that I can create curriculum and I don't know what they told me that for because, honey.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was going down. So anyway, I leave the government, I get deeper into the college that I was working at, I get deeper into my vision, my holistic health company for women, I get deeper into meeting with women and consulting with women. Um, At the same time, you know, I'm still, um, I was going to school, I went to school up until 2013, when I got my doctorate degree in business. Uh, I was researching women business owners and talking to women business owners as Why I became Dr. B? Because I did a a phenomenological study on African-American women entrepreneurs and their success factors. So yeah, I did a lot of things simultaneously. I want to encourage people to to get busy with your vision, to get busy doing those things that mean something to you, to not wait for the perfect opportunity to come, but to simply create the opportunity for yourself. Because you- You
2: got to. You got to you can't wait.
1: <laughs> no, you'll be waiting forever. You again, you go you turn into a skeleton waiting. So anyway, I leave, I move on, and then finally I'm on the east side, so this is where I was. This is where I was talking to you about how I was leaving, living on the east side of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I had already done so much. I would already, you know, gotten into so many different business ventures. And I said, well, what else? What else is for me? I feel like I need to do something more. I want to encourage people when you feel like you need to do something more than there is more. And I think that's why the book is called Expect Effing More, because there's always more. Right. I said, well, you know, maybe I can go teach in China. I was actually thinking about going to teach in China, and it was because a friend of mine was teaching English in China. I said, Well, maybe I can do that. I put my resume out there. I actually started getting interviews from people in China. I said, Well, maybe, (laughs) well, maybe my ass is going to China.
2: That's right. They're like, Dr. B, come over here now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, okay, this is, this is interesting. I get my passport and all that. And then the universe said, okay, here's what you're going to do. I ended up meeting this guy who actually lived in California. And he and I became friends. And then there was some romantic interest there. And then the next thing you know, he's like, You, I want you to come visit me in California. And after I did a full background check on him and realized he wasn't batshit crazy. Okay, I went ahead and I I took a trip to California to meet him. Okay. One thing led to another, found out he's in the cannabis industry, didn't know anything about the cannabis industry. But then I said, you know what? This is exciting. I really like him. I really like California. So why don't I take the plunge and and move to California? So I ended up moving to California. And when I moved to California, the college that I was working for, they're like, oh, you're moving? Oh, we're going to promote you. Okay. So it's funny, but typically people think that, you know, when you're working for someone else and you move, that they're going to be like, oh, we don't want to be bothered with you. But what happened, what had happened was... Uh -uh. (laughs) I was promoted (laughs) and I was put over like all the campuses and became like um, like like an academic resource director over all of the academic resource specialists at all of the campuses. And there were over like 12 campuses at the time. Right. So, yeah. So I was doing that. Um, I had done, I was doing promotional modeling too. I've been doing promotional modeling since I was like 16 years old. Okay. Started with the Got Milk campaign. Okay. That's a long time ago. Um, So I was coming to California with all these experiences. Found out that one of the companies that I did promotional modeling for, that they were headquartered in California. Uh, So when I came to California, I already had... (laughs) I already had a job, several jobs. I already had all this stuff that I was doing. I was coming with my resources, I was coming with my experience. Actually did a promotional event like the I think like the second day that I got here, went to the promotional event, met the manager. The manager was like, "Oh no, you're a manager, you're going to be promoted." Insta- right. Insta- instantly got promoted when I moved over here. So, it's another thing I want to encourage people to when when things When it's meant for you to do something, okay, oftentimes things will come into alignment and you simply need to trust that and you need to walk. And, you know, you might get one breadcrumb, then it's another breadcrumb, but you have to trust yourself. You have to trust your intuition, period and point blank. So went over here, came, brought my little self over here, was doing all this stuff. Um, Again, working on my business, still had the Holistic Health Company for Women and deciding what I wanted to do with that, deciding how I wanted to grow that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the person that I was with romantically, he says, hey, you know, the, the cannabis industry was changing. It was becoming a place where they were attempting to make it more professional. OK. And so me having a background in business, I said, well, that's interesting because maybe I can lend some of my business expertise. But I didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, y'all, I got sirens going off. I live near. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's how it is when you live near downtown. Hey, I mean, I live in the city. So anyway, my friend says, hey, um, I want you to join me in the cannabis space. And he's like, would you like to do that? And I said, sure. So I started by trimming the leaves. And then I went from, because tri- he had a grow at the time. I started by right. tr- trimming the leaves, got personal with the plant. Didn't, ha- never smoked cannabis in my life. Okay. At that point, still didn't. Didn't even understand what all the fuss was about this plant. So started trimming the leaves started educating myself about the plant started with the farmers okay which is huge it's huge and you know one thing led to another got into um like doing uh what do you call that working at not dispensaries but working in the delivery area you know working around there and then all of a sudden he's like hey do you want to open a, a dispensary and it's going to be an unlicensed dispensary and you want to pretend that it's a surf shop up front but it's a dispensary? I was like, that sounds crazy. I was
2: <laughs> like, uh,
1: you should not get me in trouble? <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, so what? What I knew that the parameters were with the unlicensed dispensary that it wasn't it wasn't illegal. Yet, you know, you could get closed down or whatever, but it wasn't illegal. I'm like, well, you know, that sounds crazy, but I'm going to do it because that's crazy. So So I'm like, okay. So open this dispensary, this unlicensed dispensary, okay? And I'm telling you, like, I really learned a lot from that experience. I learned everything I needed to know about you know the cannabis. I learned a lot from the patients uh, who were coming in there with all these different issues. It was like where I really got my got my legs in the cannabis space. I want to say, um, and where I really have. I mean, I I credit a lot to this first dispensary. That's where I learned how to hire people, what kind of people to hire, what kind of people I needed. That's where I learned about just the logistics of running a dispensary. And then the next thing I know, of course, you know, that dispensary, you know, was here. It was here and then it was gone because, again, it's unlicensed. So then came an opportunity for me to help launch a licensed dispensary. I said, hmm, okay. So then he brought me on board to launch this licensed dispensary, and the owners, At the time, they they didn't know what to do. All they knew is they wanted a dispensary, and they said they wanted to have the Rolls Royce of dispensaries. Well, one thing led to another. They literally had a started with a hole in the wall, and the my partner at the time he hired an interior designer uh, to create this lovely dispensary. I wrote the SOP for it. We started with the delivery. There were so many. Pieces that we did to make this place successful—they opened their doors. Uh, they had a line around the corner. I took that mm. three from zero to 2.6 million in six months, and from 2.6 million to over six million in a year's time frame. Do you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you, girl. Preach. <laughs> this is the same, the same little girl from Wisconsin you see. So again, I want to encourage people that anything is possible and not to sleep on your dreams and and not to just start, you know, just think again that that's it. And that's all that there's always more for you. So it was while working at this dispensary, everything's booming and things like that. I'm making these people millions, et cetera, et cetera. I start to realize, you know, um, I have a gift at, at really creating something out of nothing and and helping people to make millions and this is something that I need to do for my own business I need to do right. this for myself and you know and so I said to myself well now what am I gonna do so I remember writing this why like this statement saying something like you know I am the number one CBD business and this that and I did not even know what I was talking about but I knew that I had, I knew there was something more for me even then because I wasn't completely, I wasn't completely satisfied even though I was doing all these things, but I wanted to do more for myself because I didn't see, I didn't see the the, the money trickle down to me and I knew that I was basically a foundational piece to the puzzle. I mean, I was the one that created the SOP. So right. happy- So having said that And then I just didn't feel I just felt like it was just more You know, I'm working in a um, Mostly male-dominated Area at the time, and I said, and I wasn't really receiving, you know, like the credit that I felt like I needed to receive, even though I knew I was doing a lot of the work and this, that, and the third, and showing up and making sure my employees were right and making sure the whole team was doing right, educating people from the top to the bottom, making sure my patients are treated with the utmost respect, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. you know, helping people heal all kinds of different things that they had going on. So I said, okay, now what? So I wrote down this statement of what I wanted to do. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to branch out. It's time for me to expand my business. And so I left that dispensary. One thing led to another. Friend of mine who uh, is an investor said he wanted to start, uh, get into the cannabis space, was brainstorming, trying to figure out how he was going to do that, ended up creating Getting into CBD drop shipping. Now, remember how I told you my first company was a tea and coffee company, was an e-commerce company that I started when my lights were off.
2: (laughs) I remember. I remember. Trust me.
1: (laughs) So he decides he wants to do drop shipping. I'm like, "Mm, that takes me all the way back to 2007. Well, I know at this point, I know what to do and I know what not to do. And it was because of that experience that I had in 2007. So let me tell you, this drop shipping company, where I'm CBD, I negotiate the best contract with the best suppliers because now I know how to do these things like that. I'm, I'm even better because I've already made the mistakes in the past. It goes from zero to $5,000. Like I'm making $5,000 in a month. Nice. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Now, you know, because now I'm looking like, okay, this is really good. Like this is, this is, this is something that I'm a part of. Like this is like my company too. So I end up creating a manual for drop shipping. So now all of a sudden I have a manual on how to do drop shipping because now I know how to I make I know how to make go from zero to five thousand dollars in drop shipping. I'm like, cool. This is awesome. But then there was more. So I see that my friend he has you know this name this business name that just rings a tune for me and it's called it was called Hemp Logica at the time.
0: I okay. Said,
1: I said Hemp Logica. Well, that's a CBD company in itself. So my business partner and I we get together and we decide to create this company called. Uh, CBD company called Hemp At this point, we know all about branding. You know, um, we were already in the cannabis space. We already knew about generating millions, et cetera, et cetera. So we create this company called Hemp and Temp Logica goes on to be super successful. I plug plug into a team that has um, over 30 people making phone calls for me. I plug into a warehouse that's over 30,000 square feet. Um, I plug into investors. I plug into like the top CBD manufacturers where the contract, even to work with them, you have to be under contract to give them at minimum $30,000 a month. mm Right. So I'm connected to these people that have the best of the best. Six months after starting that CBD company, I had offers to buy out my company for half a million dollars. Damn. Right. (laughs) Come on now. I want to tell people that anything is possible. I want to encourage you to follow your dreams, even if you're afraid. Mind you, there are several challenges within anything that you're going to do. I mean, anything you're going to do. But the point is, you have to be willing to make mistakes. You have to be willing to take the challenge. You have to be willing to move forward. You have to be willing to try different things. You have to be willing to say, you know what, one thing doesn't work. Maybe it works up to a certain point and then it stops working. You got to be willing to go with the flow. Part of being a successful business owner is being able to go go with the flow. So yeah, had offers to buy out that company. Then I said, "Wow, okay." So all of a sudden, things shift once again for me, and I said, "Well, now what am I gonna do?" After this, this CBD company is super successful. I started. I was giving oil uh, to with every product that I sold. I was giving oil to children with epilepsy. So the the company had a cause, and so now I'm creating businesses that that give back in such a major way. Mind you, when I had my um, my holistic health company for women, I was giving back to schools in Ghana, helping them build schools in Ghana. Again, that's mm-hmm. what this book is called: Expect Effing More, because not only can you create a business that that benefits you you can create a business that actually gives back to others and that's what i teach people how to do you can create a business that you know identifies a need you can become a change maker simply by being a business owner you're not you don't have to just be a business owner you don't have to just you know be a run of the mill business owner you can actually make change in your world you can make change in your environment you don't like something become the change that you want to see Okay. That's right. All right. So. So anyway, I said, OK, well, the 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 CBD company went well, um, you know, I've already helped people generate millions in the cannabis space. I said, OK, so now what? I said, you know what? I want to create a consulting company. So we end up, me and my partner end up creating a CBD consulting company, created the first CBD consulting company in the world, in the nice. world. <laughs> and nice. it just, because I'm like, you know, I'm going to take all these experiences that I have and I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach other people what I know. I'm going to teach people what I know about branding again, you know, working in uh you know, coming from a business background, taught several courses on marketing, but then also in, in being able to apply these things in my own business, knowing what to do, knowing what not to do. I want to teach people all these things again, you know, with someone, several companies being w- wanting to buy out your company six months, months after li- or um, after having the program or, or excuse me, I got so many, so many different businesses in my head, six months after launching your CBD company. I mean, that says a lot that says that, you know, something that says that you've had sales on the book and I had book who sells on the book. Need to have sales on the book. Sales on the book is actually what attracts an investor to you, what attracts people who are interested in buying your company to you. So anyway, I said, I want to teach people all these things. Created the first CBD company in the world. Helped, started helping other people with their CBD company, started helping people with their CBD brand, started helping people do all these things who were interested in getting in the CBD space, which was starting to become really popular, okay? Started traveling, um, ended up with clients on the East Coast, ended up with clients in Texas, ended up with clients in Wisconsin, ended up with clients all over, simply teaching them about, creating their own CBD company and these clients started seeing success in their CBD company. Okay. Then I say, you know what? Cause there's always more. I said, well, what else can I do? So, you know what? I'm i I'm going to create a course. I'm going to create a CBD course that that outlines everything that I'm teaching these people so that other people can take these course who are not getting the consulting from me so that they can get the course launch this course. Okay. The day that I launched this course, did a webinar for this course, and in forty-five minutes, I made forty-five thousand dollars. Nice. Okay, in that week's time frame, I made sixty thousand dollars in a week.
2: In a week. Amen. Hey,
1: and and that's more that I made working for the government for a year. Mm. For a year. So finally, I got to this place where I'm not paycheck to paycheck anymore. I done graduated.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in a different tax bracket now.
1: Okay, I done graduated.
2: <laughs>
1: Created this course for people, was real, super successful. As a matter of fact, I just found out to like this week that an individual was given my CBD course And he was on his last money. He was on his last dollars. He was given the CBD course. This man applied the information that that he got from the CBD course. And he is now a millionaire. Yeah, a
0: millionaire,
1: a millionaire. So now he can feed his family and beyond. And that makes me feel so good. So that shows me that what I put in place is still working. As a matter of fact, the dispensary, that I helped to launch many moons ago was the number one rated dispensary then, and it's the number one rated dispensary now in all of mm-hmm. San Diego.
2: <laughs> Big things popping.
1: Okay, and again, I wrote the SOP for that, so you know, the, my longevity in business, and the fact that the what I put in place is still working for people says a lot. So... You know, I created this course and all of a sudden I said, okay, well, I'm going to open, you know, a CBD store myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I I got the space, you know, and everything. I started doing the construction for the space. And then all of a sudden, 2020. 2020 came in and just slapped everybody in the mouth.
2: Yes, it did. (laughs) (laughs) it sure did
1: (laughs) it slapped everybody in the bottom lip and um yeah 2020 was like no Uh, you thought you was going on you thought you was going to open that store and you thought you was going to get started with that and yeah you invested in that store you've been putting money in that store you got a commercial lease and all that but guess what you're gonna do you're gonna finish writing your book so I said okay I went back to my book that again is called expect effing more, and I started really finishing it up. I'd already started the process and writing this book, but I was doing so many other things. I kind of put it on the back burner. It took me over a year again to write this book, but twenty right. helped me to sit down and finish it. it helped me to finish it because I mean, because we was at home.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't go outside do nothing. <laughs>
1: right? Nope. <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> doing nothing. People look crazy. So I'm like, well, let me finish this book. I end up publishing the book in 2020. And then the next thing you know, I'm on Fox News talking about the book.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you know, it's being promoted through all these other channels, Business Wire and Forbes and all these other places talking about, you know, that I'm sounding the alarm for African-American women business owners, and I'm teaching them how to expect more. So I went from the book and then I said, of course, I need to create courses because I like to create courses for people so that they really understand the material beyond just reading the book so that they have extra. And then I went from creating the course to creating a licensing program so that people can teach uh, my five keys to business success for other people so that that in itself is a business opportunity for someone. And then I went from that to, you know, of course, mentoring clients and constantly consulting clients in various businesses. And the next thing you know, one of my clients became like an NFT artist, just, just out the blue. Now this woman is traveling the world and she's doing web three art, like she's doing her presentations, her, her, her virtual art and then she pulls me into the NFT space as well because I'm like, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden I'm creating my NFT art. The next thing you know, my artist featured just was featured um, at San Diego's first NFT conference.
2: Nice. That's awesome.
1: Just a few weeks ago. And then today I hear that I'm one of the featured speakers at NFT San, or not NFT San Diego, but NFT New York, which is in June. Nice. So yeah, that's just a nutshell of of what the hell's been going on around here. Um
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you already answered you already answered my next two questions. So
1: <laughs> I'll answer your eight questions.
2: <laughs> you already talked about the dispensary business. You talked about empowering women. <laughs> so your next topic is. Talk about the difference between living in Wisconsin and San Diego.
1: Oh, it's like day and night. First of all, okay, I hear the tamale lady coming. You're going to hear her. She has really good lungs. But okay. the difference between Wisconsin and San Diego is that, first of all, Wisconsin has gravy. Okay, we've got gravy over there. And San Diego ain't no gravy over here. We like gravy in Wisconsin. We like we like food that actually sticks to your ribs because it's cold. It's cold right. in Wisconsin. I mean, I remember one time it was like 40 below zero. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was like my last winter there because I was like, I cannot. And I no. and I am not. Um, another thing too is, you know, oh here she is. She's really good. Her tamales are good, by the way. Can you hear? Her?
2: <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and I hear her
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> I love living over here. Um, because you know, I get to have this, this beautiful experience of, of being in a mostly Mexican. So um, and I love that. I love being around different cultures and I love diversity and all that good stuff. So, anyway, another thing that's different about Wisconsin is that. Um, you know, we have Lake Michigan, which is beautiful. It's one of the largest lakes yet here in, in San Diego. Obviously you have the ocean and it's just, again, it's another type of beauty. Lake Michigan is beautiful. The ocean is also beautiful. You know, a wonderful experience. Um, the food mostly is the biggest difference. Cause you know, I, we had this whole conversation about food.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> right you know I I told you certain things I'm not gonna eat in San Diego I mean shout out to San Diego but I I, 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 like certain things I'm not gonna eat here like pizza I'm not gonna do it I'm not doing it (laughs) it's not I'm not gonna do it because it no um but you have to know what to eat the Asian food is really good out here from all over the diaspora the Mexican food is excellent out here um, which is just fantastic, as you can hear my tamale lady right down the street, like right on cue. Okay.
2: Right, um, right on. That,
1: that, that's not <laughs> scripted. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not scripted at all. But other than that, you know, uh, the people in Wisconsin are amazing and the people in, in San Diego are amazing. So there's really there's not a difference there. Beautiful, beautiful people everywhere that I go. Um, But I would really say the difference would probably be the food and the weather, you know, and And people say like the cost of living, you know, of course is more in San Diego than it would be in in Wisconsin. Yeah, I would agree. However, I lived on the East side of, of uh, Milwaukee. So, you know, there was a high appreciation of living on that side of town as well. So I feel like they say in, in San Diego, you you pay a sun tax, so yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, but I always say that money is a mindset. I've learned how to generate, you know, so much money in my life space uh, by having the right mindset about money. And I've had to I've had to tweak things over the years. So I teach people about how to manifest and how to create wealth in their life space. I talk about that in the book as well.
2: Right. I'm just glad that you were able to overcome all the challenges that you've been speaking about throughout this podcast. And God's definitely blessed you. Definitely.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. You know, God is is most certainly important um, and has helped me get past all of these things. If it wasn't for, you know, my spirituality, Oh, my goodness. I mean, I tell you what, it would make things even more challenging for me. But I know that there is a a great power, you know, that we have access to. and, And that power is something that actually lives within us. And we can tap into that at any given time. We can tap into that God power. We can tap into that energy that's within us. And we can manifest and create the life that we want at any given time
2: that's totally true it starts with you
1: absolutely it starts with the man in the mirror just like michael jackson said
2: that's right
1: absolutely so yeah that's a little bit of my story a lot of it is covered in the book i like to take people through a journey of you know the experiences that i had and i think it's really encouraging for people to know my trials and a lot of times people want to talk about their triumphs, but I, I, I'm going to need you to know about my trials, too.
2: That's right. It's always right. trials and tribulations, man.
1: Exactly. So that you know that you're not alone and so that you know that, you know, all is well. And that, again, regardless of your challenges, you can overcome. You can overcome any challenge you face with the right mindset. And that's why the number one key to business success is having the right mindset.
2: That's right. You guys start somewhere. So, what's the other four keys besides that first one?
1: I knew you were going to ask me that.
2: Of course. Now, come on now.
1: You got to ask me about the keys to business success. Absolutely. So, number one is mindset. Okay. You have to have the proper mindset when it comes to starting a business. Number two is you need to define what success means for you. You know, and this come, the keys come from, again, my time, you know, studying African-American women entrepreneurs and then also my own experience as an entrepreneur. So these keys have been defined over time. Um, So, yeah, defining success your own way. What does success mean for you? For women business owners, we tend to define define success in a different way compared to men entrepreneurs. And I talk about those differences in the book. Number three is business development. You need to develop your business. Like There is no way that you can be in business without growing. And as you grow, actually, your business grows. Your business is something that is connected to you. So as you develop yourself, you're also developing your business. You need to know things like your brand archetype, you need to develop your resources. You need a, a, a lot of resources when it comes to building your business. Uh, you know, also learning how to grow right where you are. Like I said, how I worked for the government and I started a business. Learning how to take the skills and, and the knowledge and the challenges that you're experiencing right now, learning how to t- pull the pulled the the gold out of these things and and transferring that to your business. So I have a section of, in my book called Working like a CEO while you're an employee.
0: Mm.
1: Okay? okay <laughs> no, uh, number- no. <laughs> okay let, let me speak my speech like Lennon Honor says. <laughs> That's right <laughs> Anyway, um, and then number four, the fourth key is money matters. okay financial wizardry. This is something that I had to learn. This is something I had to develop over time, you know. Learning what abundance means. I have a formula that I called, I called AIM, which is Abundance Energy and Manifestation, and I talk about what that means in the book. Essentially, you need to know your numbers. You get, you need to change your mindset as it relates to money. You know, when my lights were cut off many moons ago, can I just say that I I was I was uh, in a relationship with somebody that actually w- that was supposed to be the person that was going to pay the bill, but they didn't pay it. You know? Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. So, again, nope. you know, you have to be mindful of the type of people that you're attracting in your life space to begin with. And sometimes you have to rewire how we think about money. One of my favorite books about this is. Um, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, okay, really good book to help people rewire their mind as it pertains to money. One of my er, books that I read in my early days when I was transforming my mindset about money, transforming the my energy about money. Anyway, I also talk about things like business funding options in this section, you know, how you need to know your numbers in business, et cetera, et cetera, and investing in yourself, which is something that we need to do more of. When you pour into yourself, you actually that's the best investment that you can make. That's the, the best gamble that you can make is a gamble in yourself. Right. Okay. And then finally number five, the fifth key would be networking. Establishing networks of support. Okay. Oftentimes as African American female entrepreneurs in particular we're very isolated We and, and from the um the research, you know, we typically don't join professional organizations. We just don't, um, and so oftentimes we're very isolated. We're quick. We, we're quick to join uh, like a non-professional organization, like a church. But a church can only do so much for you when it comes to business. Back in the day, the churches were places that actually did help um, uh, business owners. But in, in 2022, I need you to understand that the church itself is a business.
2: <laughs> right. It sure is,
1: so, stop <laughs> uh, so yeah. Oftentimes, you know, um, African American women business owners are you know, sometimes they don't get the support from their family, and it's not just African American women business owners, it's brown women business owners sometimes they don't get the support from their families, they're kind of like on their own, they say they want to start a business family member's like, what you talking about, girl?
2: What you talking about?
1: (laughs) Stop talking that trash, I I want you some valuable information. (laughs) Right, right. You better go and get a job like, you know, your cousin such and such. Right. Um, so I talk about creating networks, networks of support and what that means, knowing that there are people out there that want to work with you. I think oftentimes, you know, this goes back to mindset. Um, you know, a lot of times African-American women, you know, they, they can be victimized because of what's what they currently experience in their reality. And so sometimes that causes them to have a victim mindset. But when you have a victim mindset, it's really challenging for you to to pull into pull success to you attract success to you because you're already defeated before you even get a chance to even to even attract anything and that's why again that mindset piece is so important but yeah those are the five keys to business success again that would be mindset okay which i just want to say talks about knowing yourself having knowledge of yourself and then knowing yourself beyond your skin suit which is super important if i could just get on a microphone and just say that three times knowing yourself beyond your skin suit knowing yourself beyond your skin suit knowing yourself beyond your skin suit realizing that you are a whole being out here in these streets okay right <laughs> a whole <Tell> out- <laughs> and you're not locked into you're not locked into your skin suit you're not locked into other people's um, ideas of you. Okay. So being accountable, being persistent, having a positive mindset, you know, having confidence and talk about, I talk about ways to cultivate a healthy mindset. So mindset number one, defining success, defining success, your own way, knowing who you want to talk to, knowing who your target audience is, dreaming big in the first place, having, knowing your reason why you even want to start a business, knowing your why, like what, why, You need to know your why because when you know your why that's going to help encourage you on days where you feel defeated that's going to help encourage you on days where you feel the most challenged. remember how i said i wrote down what i wanted to do you know many times like when i was in a dark place right knowing your why can help pull you out of a dark place into a light place number three business development developing your business super important for you to know super important going to different conferences taking business classes Developing your knowledge, etc., etc. getting a mentor, a coach, a consultant. I talk about the differences between these three things, um, money, keeping your mind on your money and your money on your mind. In order to have a successful business, you're going to need some money. You're going to need some right. funding. Okay. And then networks of support. So yeah, the book is full of information. Those are the five keys. I teach on them all the time. And I enjoy doing it because I help. I feel like it helps people to uh, definitely become successful business owners. And it's not just exclusive uh, for, uh, you know, two African-American women business owners. Anyone can benefit from this information. And yet I wrote it specifically for African-American female entrepreneurs because no one else was speaking directly to them. No. So here I am sounding the alarm. And being
2: the example. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hear me
1: now? <laughs> okay. That's cyber when you need it.
2: There you go, man. Yeah. Those are the
1: keys.
2: <laughs> so, your next topic is talk about your love for football and baseball and any updates on your kickboxing
1: Oh, that's so crazy. I knew you was gonna do this. Okay, first of all, you already know because I'm clapping that when yep. you <laughs>
0: that I already know when, this is going.
1: Come on now. When you mention football to me, I get I get I get upset because again, I'm a packer backer because I have no choice but to be a packer backer. I'm <laughs> from Wisconsin, I gotta represent. Green Bay. Okay, I've actually been to Green Bay. Beautiful people out there to Green Bay. Shout out, shout out to Green Bay. Uh, shout out to the Packers, most definitely. But the Packers, let me tell you, I I can't, I just I told you I cannot watch. (laughs) (laughs) I I cannot because again, I get upset, I get emotional. You know, I act like I'm out there, that they talking to me, like I'm on the team. Um, So I have to be really careful about that. I let my mother give me the play-by-play. My mother, she's dressed up in her Packer gear uh, and telling me everything that's going on with the game. So I absolutely love football. I'm absolutely a Green Bay fan, most definitely. I I apologize. I don't know any other teams out there because you know what? You know what? I, ain't no other teams out there. You hear me? I, I'm a Green Bay fan.
3: Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for life. For life. I don't care if I move to Spain. I'm still gonna be talking about some Green Bay Packers. So I'm of a- course. That's just the way it is. I can't help myself. And yeah. But baseball, I love baseball because for me, baseball is super relaxing to watch. It's relaxing to watch and it's relaxing to listen to on the radio. I don't know why that is, but it's a game that I can really get into. Um, I like going to the stadium. We have a really nice uh, baseball stadium here. Um, I think it's the Padres or something like that. And they're really good. And, uh, you know, shout out to them. You know, they go out there and they do their thing. The stadium's super nice. It's super clean. We have a nice stadium in Wisconsin, too. But, honey, I love going to the stadium. I love eating. So whatever I can eat while I'm there, watching the game, it's, it, it just makes it so much better. So I love that. And I like listening to the game on the radio, too, because that's super old school and it's exciting for me. Now, this whole kickboxing thing.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> you knew it was coming, man. Man, so tell me why phone yesterday um I just happened to go out step outside my house and my neighbors were like they were like in the back like in the area back where I live and they were they somebody it was two ladies and a man and the ladies had on like these boxing gloves and all this other stuff and the man was actually like one of my neighbors was teaching them like it looked like he was teaching them how to box and teaching them all kind of boxing and stuff like that i said isn't that funny (laughs)
0: right just (laughs) talking about this
1: just talking about that and then they walked their little happy selves over here okay and came to my place and they were like hey and i was like hey and i was like what y'all doing over there and we started talking about this and talking about that so yeah apparently my neighbor he's out here in these streets you know giving lessons and you know so you know i had to tell him that you know i got some ground fighting uh certificates in the back yeah. One of my girlfriends says, so you got a you got a thousand hours of whooping ass. But anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, shout out to you, girl. That's my girl Andrea. Shout okay. out to all my goddesses. But yeah, you know, we're gonna do shout-outs at the end because you know I got people to shout out. You know, I hey,
2: know. Dude, hey, you in the right place, okay?
1: Right, you know how we do, you know we gotta shout out Pookie and Ray Ray and all yeah. that.
2: You, big Steve and all
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What did uh, Cedric the Entertainer say? uh stomach ache.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Oh, man, I'm Kiki. kid. But yeah he's apparently my neighbor, he, he does, gives lessons and one of the ladies is is into kickboxing too. So I'm like, Hmm, so I'm going to talk a little bit more to my neighbor and see what he's talking about, you know, but they told me it looks like you can come out here and give us lessons. And I was like, yeah, yes, I can. Mm
2: -hmm." Yeah. Yes, you can. You will put the paws and feet on.
1: (laughs) Right. Don't, don't, don't do it. You know, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that person. But sometimes you got to work out your aggression. And I think kickboxing is definitely the way to do it, the way to exercise and the way to kind of just, you know, release. As a business owner, you got to have some, you got to have things in place that help you to release. And I feel like, you know, getting physical and that physical activity is super important. I mean, you told me you go to the gym every day.
2: I went, yeah, I went early. I went on my lunch break today. It, it was my leg day. Come on now.
1: Oh, it's leg day again.
2: Yeah, man. Yep.
1: That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, I mean, you know how important that physical activity is. It's definitely important as you, you know, you run a business because it helps you to stay healthy and your health really is your wealth ultimately. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm still looking into the kickboxing. I'm gonna let you know my first day when I actually sign up somewhere. And then you know when I come to the East Coast in June.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't kill nobody. Please don't kill nobody.
1: Yeah, you know, we you know we can we can hit the mat, you understand? Cause you know, I ain't never scared. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for a match. You understand? I'll, I'll put I'll put these locks back. You understand? I tie this hair up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing around.
1: <laughs> it's gonna get real serious. Don't don't do. Ain't gonna be no smiling. Don't. Play oh.
2: With- <laughs> oh boy, trouble, trouble, trouble
1: exactly exactly but yeah you know i i love staying fit i like to dance too we talked about that
0: yes Mm -hmm.
1: dancing is a sport for me i've been a dancer all my life been involved with several dance companies dance professionally signed autographs Travelled. um latest nft project is a music video hired a choreographer to to do the dance piece shout out to you lindsay uh, Lindsay is a beast uh, girl girl. We, I was just in LA with her. We're working on another piece right now. Dance is dance is life. dance is life for me. And it is my sport, you know, that I'm 1,000 percent active in and it's a part of it's a part of my soul. It really is and that's all dance genres. I don't discriminate, but chata merengue, salsa, mambo, cumbia um west african dances cuckoo manjani uh listen i don't i don't matter what it is ballet belly dance yeah come on now just dance
2: that's it just like the video game just dance man
1: <laughs> exactly just move it's anything that any movement you can do you know is super important to your well-being you know
2: absolutely That's right. You don't want to be a couch potato, be unhealthy. You got to move around, exercise, especially as you get older. It's important.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, out here in San Diego, I mean, I don't know if people age. I don't think people age because, you know, you got people who everybody's active. People are in the sun. People are moving around. It doesn't matter what age people are They out here. You know they're on bikes. They're walking it by the ocean. You know people stay active because you know it's it's really about you know having a good quality of life. And the more you're active, you know the more I feel like you will because it helps your entire well being. It helps you mentally. It helps you physically. Helps you emotionally. You know these this is very important for your well being.
2: I totally believe it. Yeah, like I said, just it's all about. Staying in the moment and enjoying life.
1: Absolutely. Being in the present moment, which we talked a lot about yesterday. You know, yep. big, big fan of Eckhart Tolle. Shout out to Eckhart Tolle. OK, if you listen, you never know. You might be listening. Um, who wrote The Power of Now um, and also so many other books about being in the present moment. I talk a lot about that in the, in the mindset section of my book too, because again, you know, if you are, if you're missing the present moment, then you're missing, you're missing everything because like right. we said yesterday, when we were talking, it's always now o'clock. Okay. And in 10 minutes it's going to be now. So really there's power, there's power right here in your now moment. You, you know, you have the ability at any moment to, to bring in peace and to bring That's in mindset.
2: That's right. You just got to take advantage of the moment.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, it's it's super important for me to meditation is huge as well, because, again, you know, that's just a part of that's a part of your well-being, it's a part of life, you know, being able to, um, again, tap into stillness. You know, we were saying yesterday how your life essentially becomes a meditation, you know, but until you get to that point, you have these practices so i like to incorporate these practices within you know my business and helping people it's like i like right brain and right brain teaching you know logic logical teaching practical teaching but also intuitive teaching also spiritual teaching because i feel like that helps you as a business owner you have to be holistic again taking from you know my businesses where i've had holistic health companies and and bringing in that that concept and these concepts to this present day teaching people about the importance of being whole, being complete. What you get Hello? ready? <laughs> yeah, no,
2: he- <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. you. You were going in and out for a second.
1: You're oh, good. I was. Am I good?
2: Yeah, you're good.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, I was just talking about how it's important to be whole you know, be holistic. And I like to teach people about right brain and left brain thinking because it helps you mentally and physically and spiritually, you know, be a, you want to be a whole business owner. So you need to learn how to be holistic.
2: Amen to that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, Somehow the church says a man and a woman and a and a hoe.
2: All that good stuff. <laughs> so at this point in the pod, I always turn over to my guests and you can ask me any question that you want.
1: Oh, okay. So oh, here's something I didn't ask you yesterday. And right. I'm, I'm really curious So I inquiring minds want to know what is your favorite food like what's your favorite dish
0: ooh, ooh.
2: Damn. <laughs> sheesh! so i love it's a tie between italian and mexican food for me man huh.
1: oh yeah
2: yeah man yes um like i, I like to eat from the olive garden the tour to italy with the chicken palm and lot la- um lasagna yeah. and the noodles Whew.
1: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Now you talking my language. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and then Mexican, I like to eat the chicken enchilada. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Yep. Yes. yes. Yeah, well, you're going to have to come out to San Diego because the Mexican food over here make you want to slap somebody. Oh,
2: okay. Uh-
1: <laughs> Okay, the only other place where you are getting uh, better Mexican food is across the border in Mexico, and ain't none but a hop, skip, and a jump, and we go over there too. Listen, listen, listen. If if the taco shop, if it ain't outside, that ain't it.
2: <laughs> nope, not at all. If it ain't like a hole in the wall, like nah, I can't that do it.
1: it. If the chairs, if the chairs ain't matching. Then, then, then that's the spot. If the chairs, are, if the no, excuse me. If the chairs are matching, that ain't it. If, if yeah. everything is looking like you know too pristine, that ain't it. You need to go to a place that looks like somebody's living room, because that's when you know the food is gonna be off the chain.
2: That's right, because you know they put their foot in it, man.
1: Right, literally. And so I'm telling you, the food here is so good. The Mexican food is off the chain. I ha. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely come here. You you could put on a few pounds for sure, um, all day, every day. Um, I like Italian food too. I, I love some Italian food, but you know I, I can cook now. Nah, I, now nah, I I cook like I'm like I'm uh, Lydia Lydia from Lydia's Italy. You understand?
2: No. <laughs> yeah. I'm whipping it in that kitchen now. Don't play with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah I love Italian food it's so good I don't know how it's really hard to make the choice between the two Mexican food or Italian food but whew, that's a tough one
2: yeah man like that's my go-to's right there man you can't go wrong
1: absolutely absolutely so I was reading on your um on your uh instagram that right. you motivational speaking yes I do you know that got my attention so actually yeah. I'm, I'm gonna ask him so what what was it that got you involved with motivational speaking what was
2: it uh, man this this it started a long time ago because like when i was younger even up to now like like, people I don't even know to this day, like, random strangers will come to me, and I guess it's some comfortability or whatever, they would just sit there and tell me their life story out of nowhere, and I never met them in a day in my life, and they will ask me for advice, and they'll be twice my age, I'm like, but you have more life experience than I do. Like, what do you think I would know? And they just said, there's just something about you, your aura, and then I just, one thing led to another and I just give advice to people, man. I try to to uplift people. I try my best.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy because it's like they, they saw something in you that, you know, you didn't even realize that you had, you know, and and I think that's, that's so common where people, you don't really see your gifts. Sometimes it takes, because you just, you think like, eh, but sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to say, no, you really are you there's something about you. You you have this gift. And so that's what really opened your eyes to it.
2: Yeah, it's very true. Like I was talking to one of my friends today, and they were telling me the same thing, like, yo, it's just like an aura about you, man. I like man, I've been hearing this my whole life.
1: Wow. I'm
2: being myself, man, that's it.
1: Wow. But see, it makes sense, though, because yesterday we were talking about how there's so much power in being your authentic self and how people sometimes they have these goals that they want to be like other people or they want to have their relationship, relationship goals, be like other people's relationship. But if you just focus on your skills and your ability, if you just focus on the greatness within you, people have untapped potential. They have potential they don't even know about because they're so busy trying to be like somebody else. But if you would just, if you would just be like you, you find gold. And right. so, for other people to say that and and that you know was what caused you to get into motivational speaking is so powerful, powerful. So is yeah. that what led? So what, okay, so we got the motivational speaking thing. We know what led to that. How did you start doing podcasts? Did that come from people wanting to share their stories with you?
2: Oh, man, that's the number one question everybody asks when they come on here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that started out as just a hobby, honestly. Like I would just interview like some of my friends, just like a test run to see how I would be. And I had fun doing it. And then over time, I listened to different podcasts, whether it has to do with sports, finance, business, whatever's going on. I would just listen to it, try to soak up much information as I can. So over time, I would just start inviting people on as guests just to get to know people from different walks of life, from around the globe, man, and I just started falling in love with it the more and more I did it, so.
1: wow. Wow. That's amazing. I love how you just went with the flow. And it seemed like you just started, you know, like, like you just started doing something and and one thing led to another. That's what we were talking about earlier, how, you know, people are so afraid, you know, and they let fear paralyze them. One of my pastors said back in the day, he said fear is paralyzing. And if you allow fear to paralyze you, then you'll never you'll never see as how successful you could become because right. you don't do nothing. That's why I encourage people to do something, because at least if you're doing something, then you headed in the right direction.
2: I so totally you know, agree.
1: Get started. Just start where you are. You say you started with your friends. I mean, it's like, okay. Sometimes people want to wait till they have the perfect, the perfect scenario to start something. But ain't no perfect scenario. No,
2: nothing, (laughs) nothing ever. Nothing in history that was great start off perfectly. Like you had to do some trials and errors, man, pretty much before you got to where your destination was.
1: Exactly. I started and my lights were off. So don't, don't, don't even go there.
2: (laughs) Yep. pretty much. i still can't believe that person didn't pay the bill like what you've been ass out like you got to go
1: yeah i know i know child and child. That's that's a whole story for a whole day but you know what again it's like you have to be mindful of you know the energy that you bring into your life space and and really be you know some ways protective of your aura and protective of your energy. And, you know, you can, you attract the right people in your life space when you raise your vibration. And when you, you know, you come out of, um, you come out of dark places, then you start attracting more light. And when you make a decision that you're not going to be an enabler, when you make a decision that, you know, you're going to invite the right people in your life, then things change for you. And that's one thing that I experienced, you know, the the more that I raised my vibration, and the more I started speaking my truth, the more I started attracting the right people in my life space, the more I started attracting people in my life space who did have money, who were responsible, who were millionaires, and then billionaires. So it's like, you know, we get to choose who we have in our life space simply by transforming ourselves. That's why it always starts, like we said, with the man in the mirror.
2: That's right. You're not going to be able to start nowhere else. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. Like it starts within you and then it goes from there.
1: Exactly. Like you radiate from the inside out. So let me ask you this now. Okay. so what's next? Like, where do you see yourself? you know in five years you know uh what's like the ultimate goal for you do you have any projects that you want to do beyond what you're doing now
2: hmm so that's another thing not many people have asked that but a couple guests have asked questions so um like i've been doing this podcast thing for a couple years now within the last year like it really blew up like Like a lot of people are listening to like it's expanded around the world now. It's in different demographics and stuff like that. So I want to expand it further. Um, I started, I got merch for it now too. So,
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, man.
1: Love it. You know, I I love it because you're expanding your business and that's huge. And again, that goes back to this concept of expecting more. You know, realizing that you do have the right to to think outside of the box and you don't have to just do one thing, but you can get really good at doing one thing and then expand from that. I mean, the fact that you're gonna that you have merch, I mean, literally you're creating a you're creating a brand.
2: Right, exactly. And that merch, um, my friend actually does it for me. He's one of my guests on the podcast like a couple months ago. I met him at his store. And it's one of those shops you go to that they do custom shirts and stuff like that. And I was just checking out pricing or whatever. And before I left the store, he came out the back and I was just asking him about the store and things of that nature. And then we just started talking, get to know each other. One thing led to another. Two days later, he was my guest on my podcast.
1: Wow, yeah, that's fascinating to me. It's crazy, but it makes sense though. I, you know, my mentor, one of my mentors that I have right now, I was a guest on her podcast, and then all of a sudden, this woman became my mentor.
2: <laughs> there you go. You never know. I think it's all about timing. It's all about timing.
1: Yep, and it's just the relationships that you create with people. That's like the most important thing. Um, but yeah, this woman, she actually, her she her podcast is amazing. And she um, I remember she created a podcast in the past and I feel like she sold it like so she has experience uh, building podcasts and actually selling them. So, this
0: mm-hmm.
1: is, yeah. So this goes back to this idea of creating a business to sell. Which is fascinating. So ultimately, if you have a brand and you have a business that's generating money, again, it's going to be attractive to attractive for investors who are interested in buying your company. I right. mean, it's just so the fact that you have merch and the fact that you're building on your business, I mean, it's fantastic. It really is. Plus, you said the key thing that I always like to hear fun. You, it's fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, I definitely have a good time. I enjoy it, man. It's, it's. I look forward to every time I do an episode, man. And then I have a side thing that I do is, uh, is called like the top ten dumb dumb moments and people in history. I record that every Sunday night. Like I just cut loose <laughs> and I talk about the top ten moments in history, whether it's recently if somebody did something dumb recent or in history, I talk about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I gotta tune in for that because people always doing dumb stuff. So how do you decide which one is the top ten? That must be tough.
2: <laughs> yeah, ex- I, throughout the week, I will be thinking about, like, I'll be searching on the internet and stuff like that, and I'll just read a story. I'm like, are you really kidding me? This person really do this?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, give me one now. You don't. Yeah, you know, you gotta give me at least one story.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, a couple weeks ago this uh, husband and wife who are like their early 60s whatever um, the wife made her husband some coffee and he didn't like the taste of it he complained mm-hmm. but I feel like it was a deep rooted problem then what was going on I think it was something that's built up over time mm-hmm. so what happened was she tried to drink some bleach to kill herself so in the process of her husband trying to stop her from doing that she's turned around and stabbed him to death what? Yes. This started all over because he didn't like how she made the coffee.
1: Get out of here.
2: Can't I can't make this up, man.
1: That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yes,
2: yeah, my this I talked about this last Sunday.
1: Oh my gosh. Like just over some coffee. How you go from not liking <laughs> coffee to drinking to drink and bleach.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was trying to stop her from drinking bleach. And I feel like it's deeply rooted. Like, who tries to kill somebody? I'm like, this son had years of frustration. Son had to build up to this moment.
1: Right. Like, what the hell? How do you go from how do you go from, oh, you don't like your coffee? Oh, well, I guess I'll just go get a cup of bleach.
2: <laughs> and then th- th- there was another woman, she is, I think it was down south or something like that. She snapped at a Little Caesars drive-through because they ran out of crazy breadsticks, and she ended up cussing out the teenager as a black boy and called him the n-word and slapped him in the face.
1: What? Now, yes, crazy over some cheat some bread.
2: Yes, over breadsticks because the they, the restaurant ran out of breadsticks. It happened, so she
1: snapped. Wow, that's crazy. So what happened? Did the, what what happened to the did the what happened to the man? What happened?
2: So the boy, surprisingly, a teenager, stayed calm. Like he didn't snap or nothing. Like he was real calm. But the woman, obviously, got charged with some charges and went to jail for it. It was an older woman. I think she's like in her sixties or seventies.
1: People out here losing their mind in these streets.
2: Yeah, man. I talk all type of stuff, man. I, if I come across it, I talk about it. And I just let loose. There's really no filter on there. So
1: no, it ain't no filter because people done lost their filter with the stories that you got to report on. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. So that's every Sunday. Every Sunday, I do it, man.
1: Wow. Okay. So you do it. You, you have a podcast on it.
2: Yeah, it's it's separate from this. It's like a branch from my main podcast.
1: I like that. I like that. Yeah, people need to hear about these stories. It's kind of like a like a, a word of con- or a, a word of caution. Like, be careful out here in these streets, because boy. People crazy over some breadsticks.
2: Yeah, man. Then I have one more to tell you. So there's this uh, woman who's a teacher down in Louisiana. She um, went to jail. She got charged for several counts of different charges, including, get this, giving her class, her own class, cupcakes filled with semen in it.
1: Oh, no. I think I heard about that. I was so disgusted.
2: Yeah, and then her, and her husband got charged with child pornography. It was insane.
1: I heard about that, and when I heard about that, I was just like, "Why?" Yep. And I was like, "Who?" And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "How?"
2: Yes, yes, <laughs> it really happened, man.
1: That's crazy. These people out here, like, what? What possesses a person to do something so vile? And what, I don't know. what possesses a person to take advantage of children? And then you a, you're a teacher on top of that. It's just like right. How disrespectful. Like what kind of teacher? You don't need to be around nobody kids. I hope they don't have kids of their own. Like seriously.
2: Nah, uh-uh. I don't think so. But yeah, they're doing some serious j- uh, jail time, her and her husband. So
1: Good. they need to be under the jail.
2: Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but these are some of the crazy stories I come across during the week. I'll be at work just sitting there thinking about this stuff. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. I got to talk about this.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And it, you know what? you always going to have something to report on because I tell you, as long as people are are, are being crazy, I mean... And it just seems does it seem like it's things have gotten worse for people? You seem like people are crazier, or do you see do people are what do you think?
2: I think with the pandemic hit, I think things have actually gotten worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah.
2: gotten way worse.
1: Wow, that's something else. I tell you what, that's why people need meditation, ain't ghosts, and they need some healing. Uh, oof, and they need some holy water. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but they need some of that Dr. B healing, that's what they need.
1: I bring my sage, they need some sage, they need some child. Wow, wow, you have to tune into that podcast. I can see myself saying wow so many times because it just amazes me the things that people do. Some of the things that people do, just like what, why, why, Yeah.
2: yeah, no lie, man. So, I have well, you're And this episode be 106 episodes of this. And then that's 14 episodes of itself. So,
1: wow. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It really is. So you've been busy doing this. That's good. Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad that you have a, like another podcast that's branched out and talking about something completely different because it's also interesting and it reaches another type of audience.
2: Right, man. I thought I thought about that out, out of nowhere one night. I was just sitting there watching TV. I'm like, it's time to branch this out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You listen to your intuition. I don't love, and I love that. But that's how yep. a lot of brilliant business ideas are created. Right in the middle. of You just get this idea that just comes to you and then, and then you act on it. And then you never know what it's going to lead to. That's why, I like. again, I encourage people to do something.
2: That's right. Like I hear people just tell me they enjoy it, man. I'm like, yo, I just cut loose and just say it like it is. I'm giving my thoughts about the situation.
1: <laughs> I, like that. Yeah. I like that. But people like realness, you know, because we live in a world now where everything, you know, you can't say this and you can't say that and this, that, and the third. But when <sighs> you can actually cut loose, people like Yeah, hell yeah. They appreciate it.
2: Yeah, this is this is mild compared to that. It, I go crazy over there. So
1: oh, I know you go crazy. I'm gonna have to go listen.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know
1: you go crazy. You gotta have a place where you can just go off.
2: Yeah, man, I definitely do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you you have a ball listening to it.
1: Yeah, I know I am because I like I like it real, and I you know that's what I want most definitely.
2: True that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So let me know when you're ready to do my you ready for me to do my shout outs.
2: Hey man, so we're we're rolling right into that. I was gonna say, did you have any last um, advice you want to give to the listeners? Um, do you want have anything new coming up? Do you want to promote your social handles? What you got?
1: Whew, child. Okay, number one, child. I want to tell the, <laughs> I want to tell the listeners to expect effing more. OK, I want to tell the people to expect more for their life situation, to expect more for their dreams, to expect more for their vision, to expect more for their business because they have the right to expect more, because they can be beyond where they see them- themselves currently. They need to know that they can expect more and they need to know that they can dream big and they can start doing that right now, right here in this present moment. That we are no different from them We're simply people that acted out of our vision We're simply people that decided to apply our vision in this real world And they can do the same thing That's number one Number two, follow me Make sure you follow me on Twitter I'm Goddess Moon Okay, Goddess Moon Follow me on Twitter On Instagram, I'm Dr. B Speaks Okay, YouTube, Dr. B Speaks Make sure you are following me because I'm always doing some shit. Let me tell you, I'm getting ready to be a speaker at NFT NYC in June. Looking forward to that. Okay, shout out to the people over there. I want to give a shout out to my, my goddess, Creatress, who is doing her thing. Also, a person that I mentor and a person that helps me as well in the NFT world. Love her. Okay. I want to give a shout out to my whole gang gang. Okay. The people, Andrea, uh, Ruth. Okay. I want to give a shout out to Izzy. That's my girl. Her nickname is Izzy. Okay. I want to give a shout out to who am I missing? Who am I missing? Your mama. My parents, okay? (laughs) Okay, shout out to my mother and my father, okay? Shout out to all my cousins. Shout out to my family, most definitely, who are always riding with me. Shout out to all of my friends. Shout out to all my people in Wisconsin. Shout out to all my people in San Diego, okay? Shout out to my mentors, everywhere. I have several mentors. Shout out to you guys. And you know what? Shout out to people who've been supporting me and been writing with me. You've bought a course for me. You bought the book for me. You know about my license program. Shout out to my executive assistant, Cheryl, who is like my right and my left arm. Shout out to you, girl. Shout out to my licensing guy who helped me to create the licensing program who's all the way in Ireland. Shout out to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to everybody that's on Twitter That's following me on Twitter Shout out to Web3 folks Shout out to all my .eth folks Shout out to all of them Shout out to Lindsay Shout out to my people I love you all I appreciate you I value you so much Yeah, respect
2: Y'all heard her, man Please support this woman, man She does it all You name it She's done it I'm telling you
1: that's right. They can find me at drbthomas.com That's d-r-b-e-e-t-h-o-m-a-f dot com
2: There you go, man. Um, I just want to say before we end this, thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Hey! You know what? I had such a good time with you yesterday. We was kiki Okay? We was already... Okay. It was already kikiing via email, and here we are again laughing. It's just like when you connect with somebody and you know it's real, like you can't help but to enjoy yourself. So, thank you for having me here. I want to thank your audience for listening. I hope they got something from us just chit chatting about life and being real. And I know they did, and because it really comes from the heart. So, shout out to you and shout out to your audience for listening.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Really means a lot.
1: Oh, don't make me tear up because I still gotta fight you when I come in June.
2: <sighs> like I said, man, you know the height difference. You you don't want to do that. Don't, don't,
1: don't do that. Don't do that.
2: You don't, don't want to do that, man.
1: Don't do that. I'm fighting words. Why Why are you playing?
2: <laughs> hey, man. I told you it's a clean foot difference between us, man. Come on, man. You don't want to do that. that's
1: all right. Again, again, I I will like I said yesterday. I will climb you like I'm climbing a mountain. So don't play.
2: <laughs> Yo.
0: Don't do play.
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, like I said, I don't want no problems, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, don't act crazy. Don't don't do that.
2: Oh, man. See, see, you talking trash. I'm trying to be humble here.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know. All right. I'll behave. But, you know, yesterday you took my line. You know what I mean? You took my and line. And that's how
2: that's how we're going to finish this, too. We're going to say it at the same time, too.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine.
2: All right. So <laughs> on the count of three, we'll say it at the same time. All right.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
2: All right, one,
1: two, three.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you playing?
1: Ooh, I'm going to get you.
2: <laughs> nah, nah. I think you hallucinating when you saying that quote just now.
1: Oh, my God. You quit playing with me. I'm done. I can't.
2: <laughs> hey man, hey, hey, hey You starting the trouble, man You starting, okay I
1: it's my fault, But really, I, re- I really appreciate you And I got love for you already I feel like I've known you all my life
2: I feel the same way, man We just met, what, yesterday?
1: <laughs> I know, that's crazy But when it's like divine connection It's just, it is what it is
2: Facts Big facts <laughs>
1: But I'll see you when I come on the East Coast in June. We'll make some connections, and of course, you you know, yo have your people call my people.
2: Yeah, all that good stuff. Well, I am my own people. I'm my own brand myself. So
1: exactly. So you hit me up. I will do it direct. We'll do it old school.
2: That sounds good to me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: Well, you take care of yourself. God bless. In Please stay out of trouble.
1: Okay, well, I'm going I'm to make sure I'm in trouble. And you be blessed, too. And thank you. <sighs> <God. laughs>
2: I knew that was coming. Why did I even say this? <laughs> right,
1: right. You've been in trouble. I mean, you know, what? What are we doing here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are too much, man. You're I too know, much.
1: I know. But I love you, and I'll chat with you soon.
2: All right. Love you, too. You take care.
1: Okay, you, too. Bye.
0: Bye! Later.